Guys, it's that time you got Southern Marine with the greatest faction in podcast history. Jazz Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis Lee. I am Nubby, the Amazing Turtle. And I am PAX Pac Man, the podcast Papa. And this weekend became the Starcast Papa. It was shorter this week. What was I saw that sarcasm part. Your, your oh, intro? That intro was pretty restrained for this Labor Day. I mean, he kind of used uh, a lot of it in that uh, live stream we just did, so. Yeah, yeah. It probably plays a role. Definitely plays a role. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to go check out the uh, live stream that we did for Rocket Pro Wrestling. Uh, we were able to talk to Rian, Steve, and Nuke. They were able to call in. Appreciate you guys for doing that. Not a whole lot to talk about in this episode, though. No. We no. would normally would talk about Rocket Pro, but we did something special for them, so. Yep. But um, we might have some things to talk about. Well, there is one thing I definitely need to talk about. And, uh,. I think it's more of an end-of-the-show conversation, because if I open up the show with it, it's probably going to bring down the entire mood of the show. But, uh, like I mentioned off-air, the one thing I do got to talk about that I want to talk about is going to affect this show based on decisions somebody has to make now that's on this show. And, like I said, if this particular person knows this was happening and didn't tell me I'm going to be bothered. But by my conversation with somebody else about this particular situation, um, they may not know yet because that announcement hasn't happened yet. But I'm going to take it upon myself to bring it up here anyways because I can do shit like that. You can. As I told Steve in the live, I can do what I fucking want. (laughs) And you did. This is my show. So, yeah, um, we didn't get the results from POW, which is fine. Nubby does have ARW uh, match card, so we can run through that. And then we're just going to banter a little bit, you know, because uh, we can. Uh, before we dive into any of that, I want to remind you all that this episode, you know what, next week you guys got to do it. Has anyone practiced? Is anyone able to do this? Uh, okay, Pac-Man, take it away. So do you like comic books? Well, I got the perfect site for you. Carter Comics, graded a raw Carter Comics got it all. They have four different eBay accounts. And you can use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, for 10% off your order. Remember, cartercomics.com. How was that? Oh, and it's not a promo code. Not a promo code. You can... 
use the discount code over and over and over. It's like you're poorly reading that off a cue card or some shit. Nope, all from memory. I'm freestyling you. Oh, trust me, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but solid, man, solid. I actually, um, the other day, I figured what the hell, and I went back and listened to uh, the show you guys did when I wasn't there, uh, where Nubby invited Pac-Man on, where it kind of started this whole process of Pac-Man coming on here. And um, I'm glad he did, because, like I mentioned before, Pac-Man does bring a little bit something different to uh, JFW. But it also gave me a brand new, uh, uh, what did I call it, kind of a snippet thing to use here at the show, which uh, I guess is right here. I am, if you're not listening to this, you can go fuck yourself. So, thank you Simply for that. Thank you, my voice. Once I again. am, if you're not listening to this, you can go fuck yourself. Well, they should be listening to the JFW podcast. I know. Say. You said it right here. I am, if you're not listening to this, you can go fuck yourself. You know you know what? I can stand behind that, actually. Okay, because that's the name of the show. That's, that's how it works. If you don't listen to the JFW podcast, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, hell's bells. Uh, Pac-Man, talk to us about StarCast, man. So, you, uh, you went over this one. Hold on. All right, all right. I don't know why that voice cracked it. Still going through puberty, I guess. Fucking he's been on a roll this whole this whole day. He's been, he took over the live stream, so he's on a roll. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad he did. You know, it's, it, it's making him a better podcaster for all this shit, you know? Feet to the fire. Jump right in there, man. And uh, it's going to make you better. And, I, I mean, we, clearly we've seen the improvements through the Lovely and Tassier podcast. And I know we're going to see the improvements over, uh, well, potentially over the Power Hour. But we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, but, yeah, no, you, you crushed the live stream. Thank, uh, thank God uh, you stepped up for that. Turtle, helping out, being there, too. I appreciate that, of course. But you were at StarCast over the weekend. You had an opportunity to meet um, quite a few amazing fucking people, uh, legends, um, you know, rising stars uh, and everything like that. So talk to us a little bit about podcast or StarCast, your experience and everything. And, uh, yeah, take it away. Yeah. So, um, you know, StarCast, obviously, if you're not aware, um, that is a wrestling slash podcast convention held by Conrad Thompson. Uh, who is one of the biggest wrestling podcasters in the industry, probably is considering the roster that he comes along with. Shows with Jim Ross, shows with Eric Bischoff, with Bruce Pritchard, with Jake Jeff Jarrett. Roberts. Jeff uh, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. I think he still has Tony Schiavone, right? They yeah, he has Tony Schiavone. Uh, Kurt Angle's been on right? there. Mick Foley. Um... I mean, those that's just a bunch of names that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Now, the other aspect, um, this is something that I've been attending anytime they've been in Chicago. I uh, was there for the in 2018 for All In weekend. I was there in 2019 when AEW came in for All Out, their second uh, pay-per-view. And... 
Uh, waited a few years, obviously, with the pandemic. They didn't come back with stuff. Uh, but, you know, went with one of my buddies to the convention this year. We were like, yeah, it's not even a question that we're going to this. So, um, you know, the, the convention theme this year was more AEW-centric, uh, more, much more of a focus. One of the keynote speakers was Tony Khan, who I did get to uh, go and see live, uh, talk about, all Elite Wrestling, obviously, this was before, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later on the show, uh, you know, CM Punk being fired. Uh, it was the night before they announced that. Uh, did not come up at all. Um, but just to listen to him talk about his experience as someone who uh, is running a wrestling company, the second biggest in the United States, um, that was really cool to see him live. Um, what was really interesting, at one point, um I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I, I felt somebody sat, like, right next to me. And I looked, I double-took, and I looked at my buddy, and I said, play it cool, but just look who's sitting next to me. And it was Conrad. Conrad was sitting right next to me, um, and that was pretty neat to be able to sit and listen to Tony Khan with Conrad Thompson. Um, you know, that night we saw, um, RJ City. If you're not familiar, RJ City has a, um, online program with AEW on their YouTube channel. Um, interview show, it's basically like between two ferns would be the best way I could describe it. Um, nicest guy we met all weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, like we were getting to his meet and greet last. My buddy really wanted to meet him. Uh, the meet and greet line was closed, like to purchase the meet and greets. Had to go back in the hotel to get that, but, um, he actually stayed for my buddy to come back, chilled, talked with us a little bit, took a picture with us. Uh, real, real nice dude. Um, you know, got to meet John Moxley that first night as well, which was, it wasn't one that we were planning to, but, you know, we sat and talked about it, and the last time they did StarCast, uh, Moxley was not. Um, he was advertised at first, but had to pull out because he had, I think he had MRSA. Uh, so we got to meet him. Um, Saturday was jam-packed, pretty much all meet and greets. Uh, let me pull up my Instagram real quick just to see because I posted some pictures of the people I met. Um, we met Johnny TV, who called me an asshole. That was really funny. Was it because uh, of your shirt? No, it wasn't because I was wearing JFW. I was wearing JFW yeah, uh, that day. I made sure to. Um, so why did you call you? So what did you do to him? So we took a we took the picture, and I grinned, you know, and then the person like handed the phone back, like, "What do you think of this?" I realized I'm not even grinning yet. So they took it, and I didn't even realize they took it. So I wasn't like ready, ready. And they only took the one picture, and I'm just, like, stone-faced. He's like, way to go, asshole. And we all laughed about it. He was really cool. <clears throat> Dennis Rodman was, like, almost an hour late to his meet-and-greet. That's a um, surprise, man. We almost had a chance. We almost had a run-in, and I almost was, I was very close to asking the famous question to the Brock Lesnar fan. He was standing in line next to us, and he kept looking down at the JFW shirt I was wearing. 
and the guy behind me and him and I were we were talking for a little bit. And then he's like, I'm going to introduce you to him. And then literally the moment after he said that, they're like, okay, we need the first seven people in line for Dennis Rodman. I'm like, son of a I was like so ready, too. I was going to ask him, tell Brock Lesnar guy, because he probably doesn't listen to JFW. So, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Probably doesn't? You know, it's Brock Lesnar guy. He's got a life. He's got all sorts of shirts he has to have. Wait up. You know, way to, to upsell the fucking show, bro. He probably doesn't listen. He probably doesn't. I was ready, so I was, I was, I was definitely ready to tell Brock Lesnar guy uh, what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dennis Rodman, real brief, didn't really say much. Um, Sting was really cool. We got, we jumped in the next line because Sting was right next to him. Got to meet Sting. That was lit. Yeah. Um, Did you ask Sting? Uh. Did not ask Sting. Did you ask Brock Lesnar? Or not Brock Lesnar, uh, Scott Steiner? Uh, we'll get to him. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Steiner. We met Christian Cage. I have a really funny story to tell you guys off air about that one. I can't say that. I don't know if I can say that one on air, but it was really fucking funny. If I, if I met Christian Cage, I think the one question I would have asked him is if him and Edge were planning on bringing back... Um, their podcast that totally reeks of awesomeness because that was one of my favorite podcasts and after uh after ed went back to WWE, obviously he couldn't do the podcast anymore but now that he's free and clear of them if he would uh they'd bring that back i would love that that would be good um i mean i remember like the show they did too on the network Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun yeah i I like that one too I really enjoyed that their show. Uh, I was watching the clip this weekend of Bray Wyatt uh, on the show reading uh, Three Little Pigs to kids. Just the weird <laughs> shit that they would do on that show was so funny. The show ended, they, I think they, weren't they frozen in Carbonite? Mm-hmm. At the end, I, I thought I remember. And then put in the WWE archives. Yeah. So they might have to go back to the archives and uh, thaw them out. <laughs> um, did get to see Sky Blue. Uh, she was cool. She was really cool. Yeah, you, um, didn't, you didn't tell her that nobody says hi. Uh, it was a real quick. It was really, really quick. They were just like boom, boom, boom on some of those meet and greets, and she was one of them. God, that's a shame. Yeah. Especially with her being a Chicago person. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No, that, that you know, if I would have had more time with her, I would have totally said hey. Yeah. Um. But we also, what stage, I'm trying to remember what stage show we went to. Oh, we went to see um, Jake the Snake Roberts stage, uh, snake show, stage show. Yeah, he had a bunch of reptiles. He just showed them out. It's like, uh, it was like a middle school uh, assembly. Perfect. No, I'm kidding. That's all I was hoping for. But, but no, uh, Jake the Snake was awesome hearing some of his stories, talking about, um, you know, traveling with The Undertaker traveling with the Iron Sheik, um, just listening to these legends tell these stories. Um, mm-hmm. Just incredible. Um, and then I have to address it, as I mentioned it in many places before, uh, Scott Steiner. And uh, I've had a couple run-ins with Scott Steiner over the years. 
I shared an elevator with him at the first StarCast, and everybody, I mean, honestly, you could hear a pin drop in that elevator when we were in there, because everybody, like, saw him and was so, like, intimidated by him just because of how he, like, presents his, you know, his character. Yeah, and, yeah. And such. Real, real cool guy. Really laid back and chill. We talked to him for probably about five minutes. Did you ask him? Uh, he was being nice. I couldn't. <laughs> he was being nice. He couldn't. I didn't want. I didn't want to flip the switch on him. Good call, though. He he probably would have fucked you up. He would have wrecked my world, dude. You said something about how uh, you missed an opportunity to share an elevator with somebody. <laughs> so we had a the fire alarm went off. Um, it was after everything was wrapped up. Uh, after they announced that CM Punk uh, got fired. So me and my buddy, we heard the fire alarms like, okay, the uh, Pepsi Phil riots have begun here in Schaumburg. <laughs> and um, we're like, okay, we're just going to go downstairs. Blue Meanie's just out there just chilling with everybody. Um, we get the all clear to go in. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll go run and get some snacks for us and stuff. And uh, the train's going by, and fuck the train. It probably doesn't listen to JFW anyway. But um, I told my buddy, just I'll meet you back up in the room. Um, and I just want to set this up. There's one person that I have talked about meeting this whole time. And my buddy, uh, when I got back up to the room, said, Hey, I just rode an elevator with Marty Janetti. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me that I could have gone up the elevator with you after I remembered that we had snacks and shit up in the room and I could have ridden the elevator with fucking Party Marty? Are you kidding me? Party Marty. Uh, (laughs) That was a whole conversation and rant. Uh, He knew, my buddy knew how much that I... Uh, wanted to see Marty all weekend, and I'd just been going on and on and on about Marty Janetti. So as he told me this, he's dying because I'm just going off. And I was like, all right, now we have to meet Marty Janetti tomorrow. So um, that we did. Awesome. Uh, we met Marty Janetti uh, the following day on Sunday, which was yesterday. Today's Monday. I don't need to go into that kind of detail, but uh, we had gotten a chance to meet. He was super cool. He remembered uh, my buddy from the elevator. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then we're kind of like, we, we went to the, it was like a Creating Dynamite stage show. So it was like Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, Bryce Remsbury, the referee there. Uh, AEW's like head lawyer. Um their logistics guy is just like a whole like oh Jerry Lynn was on that panel as well. Um oh, so nice. getting to listen to their perspective of going in like what goes into a wrestling show and how they do things. Like I think for me, because like I do help with setups at Rocket Pro, uh, that was the one when they advertised I said, Yeah, I feel like I have to go to that because I wanna get that perspective on how, uh, like, the big, one of the biggest wrestling companies, you know, in the United States does that. How could I bring yeah. some of those things into, you know, Rocket Pro? And I, I learned a lot of stuff yeah. from that. Um, 
Is there one thing in particular you learned that stuck out the most? So actually I had the chance to ask questions and, you know, I, I'd say all the panels that I went to that had like a Q&A session, if it was relevant, I'm like, okay, y'all know that I'm, you know, looking to get further into the business, not necessarily in the wrestling capacity because of my health, but, you know, they have some role in the business. Um, so it's like, okay, I could use this opportunity to learn from people that have done it. Yeah. So I asked um, the panel about, uh, like, backstage etiquette, what's valuable skills that I should know if I'm going to be part of, like, a locker room, even if it's not in a wrestling capacity. Um, Remsburg said that, you know, not only is he a referee, but, you know, he does other aspects of things. Um, he, I think the example he gave was, like, arranging, helping to arrange travel and, like, you know, learning all sorts of different things to, like, make yourself indispensable, I believe was the word that he used to a company, and, and Pat Buck chimed in on that, um, you know, saying about, like, um, I can't remember exactly how he put it, um, basically just going to shows, meeting some people, even if you're not on the cards themselves, just to network, like, help tear apart the ring, that kind of thing. If you're starting out, um, and, uh, you know, actually I, I asked a similar question to Jim Ross, which um, I'm still kind of like processing that answer that he gave. So I might talk about that later this week. But, um, but like, I, I even asked Jake the Snake Roberts about, like, psychology. Um, mm-hmm. And he said the best thing you can do is just just keep watching matches, and you'll see where things make sense. Yeah. So, um, like, I used the opportunity this weekend, not just, you know, for me being a fan, but me being, like, learning and taking the opportunity to learn because that opportunity is there. Um, And, you know, if someone else is in my position, you know, in the crowd that may not be sure how to approach it. Yeah. To ask that question, so okay, maybe they'll have the answer to, or anybody even want going back and watching the recordings of the replay, they can see what they said. So getting that perspective was was really really valuable for me. Did you ask anybody on their opinion on how to enter a ring without splitting their pants? <laughs> Funny enough, that didn't come up. I'm just mm. grateful that Josh becoming the coat rat kind of made people forget it. So thanks, Travis, for reminding them. No, that's that, I, will, I will never <laughs> not remind people of that shit. That you is, think that'd be a solid thing. You would want to look at your failures and be like, how can I never do this? You know, just saying that to Jake the Snake, like, hey, sir, I could ask you about psychology, but how did you ever enter the ring without splitting your shit? <laughs> Well, I mean, now I just wear better pants. Um, actually, I asked, um, I think I was talking with, with Hot Rod about it, and Hot Rod said, just bring a gear bag just in case, because yeah. you never know. You still got I, you, know what, you were there for that, because that was when I came back mm-hmm. to the arena. I was like, I, I came back to, you know, Nubby and, and, and Hot Rod's table. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm back. I'm, like, so mad. Because I was, I was like ready to help, and I'm like, shit! I split my pants in the middle of the ring while sliding in to help clean up the Rion thing. 
the, the, the contract signing is what that was. Um, like, I remember, like, looking at Josh, and I'm like, dude, I just split my pants. So we got to figure out a way around this. So I'm not, like, showing the front of my pants and having 500 people see my underwear. And I'm, like, trying so hard not to draw attention to it. And uh, all of a sudden, I because I'm on my knees, because I'm like, that's the best way I could think, like, just sweeping the ring on my knees. And, of course, my mom, my dad, and Tony Gabagool are just there at ringside going, Pat, Pat, what are you doing? And I'm looking at them, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was the advice Andy gave me on that. So I have gotten advice on that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to StarCast. Um, you know, got to meet Dan Housen. Dan Housen was not only very nice, he was also very evil. Yeah. Wasn't uh, he a kid? Dan Housen? No, you're thinking Nick. I think you're thinking Nick Wayne. How how old is Dan Housen? Dan Housen, I think, is in his 30s? Is he? I believe so. Give me one second. He is 33. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dan Housen yesterday, um, Marty, I think those were the only two meet and greets that we did. And then we went to Jim Ross's panel talking about his experience in broadcasting in the industry. Took some stuff away from him. Um, I asked him a question. I'm still processing that answer, so I'm not sure if I'm ready to like talk about that yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Just gave me a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, not that it's like a you know he gave like a negative feedback or anything like that, but it just was like one of those things of like what he said gave me some pause. And um, I, I'm gonna think about. Take that into account a little more, but definitely really cool to hear his perspective. Not all the same, but um, great weekend. Um, first time uh, we've gone to that, and it's been uh, it's not like a uh, you know it wasn't as stressful like planning it out since we pretty much knew what we were doing with the whole thing. Um, it was really cool. Could have asked a few more people if they listen to JFW. Brock Lesnar guy, trust me, that question is coming your way the next time I see you. <laughs> Scott Steiner would be good, though. Yeah, we, you fucking know, better be good when it comes to Steiner, man. Um, yeah. You doing okay there, Nobby? Kind of just sitting there. I'm just uh, taking it all in, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, what are you taking in? Uh, your phone, television, or uh, Pac-Man window? All of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I- I'm listening to Pac-Man while I watch uh, SVU. Solid. They're both fucking Funny, criminal, I, I get it. I do have a story about Scott Steiner. It's a very small one. Yeah, I don't know if I told it. Probably. Um, I worked for a company called IWA Productions down in Mount Vernon. Um, I was in the main event, shockingly. At that time, uh, I was in a five-on-five Survivor Series type match, and Scott Steiner was not only special guest of the show, he was special guest enforcer. Awesome. But, so I got to wrestle in front of Scott Steiner while he essentially got to tell me what to do. When I got eliminated, the only thing he said to me was, time to go, little turtle. So I at least got some acknowledgement, <laughs> acknowledgement from Scott Steiner. Time to go, little turtle. 
<laughs> that's perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always heard decent things about him. Like, you know, like most of his attitudes is gimmick and shit. But I've never like heard like negative shit about him. But I never got to meet him in person, so who knows? You see hear more negative. You hear more negative shit about his brother than anything. Yeah. Really, Rick? Yeah, he's a bigot piece of shit. Well, he had that whole thing at the convention. Was that WrestleMania weekend? I think so. Where he got banned from that convention? Like, indefinitely? Yelling out bigot type of stuff at uh, transgender. Uh, Yeah, he's one of them, apparently. Gotcha, gotcha. Well... Pac-Man, it sounds like you had a blast at uh, StarCast. Uh, awesome. They had a chance to meet all these people. Uh, autographs, or was it just pictures, or what? Um, I got autographs. Me and my buddy split some. I have some in the other room. Are we putting this on YouTube? No. Okay. Because I have, uh, I had Johnny TV, Dan Housen, Marty Janetti, and Sting. And then my buddy took Moxley. Um we didn't get an we didn't get an autograph with Ron and we just got the picture. Um but yeah, we we pretty much split those autographs up. Oh, he met uh Matt and Jeff Hardy on his own. Um which I was like I I already met him, so I was like, you know what? This is somebody that Mike, your one buddy really likes, so um you know, give that to him. So I was like watching him um you know, talk with them and I could tell, like, Matt Hardy was, like, super, super cool. Like, they probably talked for, like, he had a line, but, like, Matt Hardy took a lot of time with him, um, and they were talking about, like, the Broken Universe stuff, and uh, they were really, um, they really, it, it sounded like he's a, you know, he was really cool. I worked the show with him. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Matt, well, actually, I was at a show that Matt and Jeff did back in Homer Glen, like, last year. And um, they were, after their match against, uh, they were called, oh, crap, uh, Connor and Victor, the Ascension. They worked them. Mm. And um, then they were taking pictures, selfies with fans outside of the ring. So I have a real awesome picture of Matt. Jeff, it was just like really, really blurry, so I didn't get a great picture with Jeff. But all you, I see Matt Hardy coming up behind me, going ah, and I'm like, okay, camera ready, say less, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a great time. Of the three star casts I've been to, it's definitely in my top three. Good to hear, man. Good to fuck you. Well, that lovely intoxicated podcast episode of the nine episodes we did, that's definitely in my top nine. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking you, and, yes. you and your puns. And you yell at me about mine. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about ARW. Oh, sure. We got ARW coming up. Um, this Saturday, if you don't decide to go to Joliet for Rocket Pro, say you're in the Lake Station area of Indiana, go to check out ARW called Danger Zone. Yeah. Oh, which, uh, side note, uh, you guys made an announcement about uh, Giggle Monster on your uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. So, uh, he, this was, I think that announcement was made. It was last week. It was the week before that. 
Was uh, it? Yeah. That was the one. It was after the uh, mended fences. Everybody had major announcement. And uh, Smiley had a major announcement that he is going to be moving an hour away. Yeah, well, he could, uh, he could, you know, put up shop at uh, ARW. Or Crash Test. Or uh, ARW, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both Crash of them. Yeah. I introduced him to Jet after IPW last show. All right, he could start a whole new chapter of uh, LIM. There you go. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Nubby. Sorry, ARW. ARW presents Danger Zone in Lake Station, Indiana, 1899 Central Avenue. Doors open at 6 p.m. Is this a VFW or is this back at their place? VFW. VFW. What's going on with their place, man? They changed their mind on it or some shit? They're, I, they're still working things out, I believe, trying to make it, like, show-worthy. Like, it's good enough for shows here and there, but I think they want to make it really presentable, like an actual arena, a lot of good stuff in there. But gotcha. right now it's just their training facility, which is pretty fucking big anyway. So. Uh-huh. All right. So, yeah, they've returned. Just a, just a quick side note. Uh, this isn't pertaining to any of our listeners, only you two. But because of uh, the way my camera is, how jacked do I fucking look right now? Come on. It's like you right. can sit yeah. under the table. God, fuck yeah. Look at that. Oh, God damn. <laughs> now, if I zoomed out, it's a whole different story. But fucking hey, right? Come on now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Thank you. Good thing you have a hat on, so. I know, I'll do yeah, I'll tell you, sorry. So, I fucking, uh, I was rushing to get up this morning. Look at this shit. Ugh. It's like all trumped out. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, ARW returns to Lake Station, Indiana, 1899 Central Avenue. Doors open, 6 p.m., bell time, 7 p.m., $15 general mission. You want your tickets reserved? Go to ARW Pro on Facebook and message them. They will hook you up. All right. Um, one of the matches announced: Muggsy James, a family prospect, will be taking on Angus McDuff. We have not seen Angus McDuff in ARW in a long time. This is his return match in such a while. Yeah, I know Angus has been spending a lot of time out at Phoenix Pro Wrestling. Uh, he used to be at SCW, but hasn't been back in quite a while. I love Angus. I think uh, he's one of the, he's definitely a solid fucking dude. Uh, I think the first time I saw him wrestle was uh, Primetime Wrestling. Primetime Championship Wrestling, whatever the hell it was called. Uh, that I one show that. they did at on, yeah. yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. I never went, but I heard it was a great, good show. I went. Yeah, I saw Billy Wack there. It was awesome. Hmm? I said hi to him, and he ignored me so he could fuck himself. <laughs> I, guess I guess he doesn't know who my my cousin is. <laughs> <laughs> or he doesn't know who his cousin is. Um... I like Muggsy. Um, I wonder like how much fallout's gonna be from last month after that uh that six man tag. Mm-hmm. But I mean he took a big chunk of the you know, beat down after the match. I mean Ivan pinned him with a roll up via the tights. 
Yeah. So I'm sure that's weighing in on him. Um, I still think he should have got patched. I mean, he's out of the prospects. He's the toughest, meanest, and most talented. I'm not going to lie. Been in the ring with him. I can say that. Yeah, but I agree. Obviously, obviously the family has another agenda. Um, they want them to prove themselves more. I mean, what's more to prove? Maybe there's other things they need to do. I didn't even see a list of things uh, of how to join the family. I mean, I could have been working on that list. That's just me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even throwing you anything, man. Jeez. It was mentioned once a long time ago. It was actually on the Power Hour when the question was asked. But it was never brought up again. I should just take the high road on that, right? Oh, yeah. Be be the better man. Basically, Uh, don't be you. Should I be Pac-Man then? God, don't, don't wish that upon yourself. Yeah, that's not a good idea. No, God. I mean, look at him. Well what's, well, what's worse, being Pac-Man or Giggle Monster? It's all the same. Giggle Monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> Giggle Monster. I'm sorry. Because I don't want to go to Indiana. God, nobody wants Actually, to go no, to wait. Indiana. Here's a better one. Pac-Man or Danny? The uh, the LIM champion? The LIM champion who does not like Hawaiian bread. He I mean, really I got no, like that Hawaiian bread. I mean, I got no problem with Danny. Um, other than he thinks he can outdrink me, but that's a whole different story. All you idiots and your stupid shit. Oh, I could outdrink Travis. Oh, I could outdrink. What was he drinking? Oh, duels. You know, fucking clever idiots. <laughs> what were you? No. You told him flat out I was drinking craft beer. That has a higher alcohol content level than your fucking old style. And tastes better. And while you sit there and drink your 12-ounce cans, I'm over here chugging down 16-ounce fucking glasses of higher alcohol content fucking booze. But yeah, you guys continue to think you can fucking beat me. Pansies. Bring it. Bring it, home slice. I will destroy all of you. It will be at a, listen, I've and seen we'll just destroy our I, I've seen I've seen you guys fucking drink. And you get all sloppy and shit after three old styles. Not impressed. Nah, that's just Tony Gabagool. Yeah, and that's your little stick champion, your light your light heavyweight fucking LIM champion. Uh, I guess I should say lightweight champion. I see what you did there. There we go. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Danny kind of looks like a, like a two beers. And I'm getting I'm getting a little bit tired, kind of fucking guy. Now he sent me a video uh, this weekend mm-hmm. of him. He went to Margaritaville to go pay tribute to uh, Jimmy Buffett. That's yeah. true. Um, he did not find his lost state shaker of salt, and he said. Some people say that it's Tricky Nicky to blame, but he he knows it's all Tony Gabagool's fault. But I don't know. It seems like it's his fault. Uh, my brother. And he can't find the lost shaker of salt? It's his fault. Well, I mean, come on. Why did he misplace it in the first place? I just don't get why dudes wants to try passing a uh, mocktail off as an actual alcoholic beverage, but hey, good for him. Speaking of the Oh yeah. Stop stop me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> yeah. 
Just don't speaking, joke out uh, any actor's kids. Yeah. Speaking of the family. Yes. Michael Morris, who is also a prospect, will be taking on family member, old school Manson. So I guess, uh, I guess their issues with each other aren't quite over yet, huh? Nah. And we saw Michael Morris go toe-to-toe with Braun the Lumberjack in that six-man tag. And let me tell you, he got some balls on him for getting mm-hmm. in Braun the Lumberjack's face. <clears throat> we'll, well see I mean, how he fares with him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is shown that they're trying to prove themselves as, mm-hmm. you know, the next generation. And I don't know what Charlie – I mean, we, are, we just mentioned I don't know what Charlie is expecting or – Hell, who even gets the final say in it or not? Um, but I mean, even after that six man tag, because I watched the video of it, if they didn't prove themselves in that, I don't know what else they could do. Yeah, you know, seems like it seems like you're just kind of dragging it out and fucking with them now. I mean, they held their own. They did make eliminations. So yeah. what more do you want? I mean, then you had Ivan being sneaky, Ivan. He can do that because he's retired. He doesn't have anything to prove. He can do what he wants. Uh, Should have known better, though. Yeah. 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 Speaking of family again, the last prospect, Jay City, will be in a triple threat match against Joey Dalton and Jerk Horse Wade Evans. Oh, man. I know who I'm not picking for this match. The worst workhorse of the group. So, <laughs> you guys, uh, when we were doing the live, you were talking about how great Shaq Jordan is and everything, and I gotta put him and Dalton as my two favorite guys that I recently just figured out who they were from IPW. Mm-hmm. Like both are great fucking competitors. Um, I would have given Dalton in that match, uh, especially over a fucking workhorse. Come on now. There's one factor though. Um, Quinn, well, obviously he probably wouldn't be there, so maybe it won't be a factor, but there might be time. Who knows? Um, if Quinn were to be in that building, would he be out there going after Joey Dalton? Because Quinn turned on Joey at the Ricky Bowl. It's definitely a factor, yeah. I mean, it's... So Joey could be wait, looking like maybe wait, waiting to see if Quinn will show up. But is that on his mind? Will that be on his mind? Or is he going to put the focus on Jason and Wade Evans? I think when it comes to Quinn, you definitely got to at least keep that in your mindset that he could pop out of nowhere. Hmm. And he could walk in with the title, too. You never know. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, let me try this. What do you think, Pac-Man? Do you want a work dancer? Do you want a... How do you want to go about this? Because we could go seven different ways, sir. <laughs> oh, Rian. Just to know that he, he acknowledges that is awesome. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, for the tag team titles, BLW and uh, Sinister Max will be taking on BJ Price in Danger Mask. 
Uh, that's a weird tag team right there. Danger Mask and BJ Price. Two different styles, two different attitudes, two different personalities. Assuming uh, Danger Mask has a personality. Somebody has to know something we don't, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have they been colluding? See that big word? I mean, they were in that fatal four-way for number one contendership, and they were beating the crap out of each other. Maybe they realize it's better to be teaming up. Who knows? Uh, we think we think Pac-Man. So it's very possible that they were colluding, but um, I think Danger Mask and BJ Price are going to come out on top. Yeah. yeah, you really don't have much experience with uh, BJ Price. I haven't seen him wrestle live, no. Yes, you have. Have I? Yes, you have. Once. SCW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But beer was involved. So it was It was a... Yeah, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Trying to recall. Yeah, yeah. Plus, beer was involved, and I know beer how was uh, I know how uh, kids like you and the rest of LIM have a hard time remembering things when alcohol is involved. Yeah, we're gonna put that to the test, man. Yeah. When, when we when we do the we're gonna do the Travis T Invitational. Yeah, well, that's what it's gonna be. If I had to compare you guys to anybody, it'd be like a fat person on a porch swing. You can't hang, bro. I've been on one of those ones. The, the, the chains broke off. Mm-hmm. What's, what's next, Navi? What's next? Uh, so I just realized I forgot a match, so I'm going to talk about that one before I forget again. Yeah. Um, Youth Gone Wild returns officially in a tag match, um, even though we saw them last month doing their thing, you know, being revealed as the culprits or the thieves, if you will, of the stuff. The stuff and the things. Stuff and things that belong to, you know, the Freebirds. They will be in a tag match against the former DHW tag champs, the Carnival Click. And they spell Carnival with a K. Carnival Click? So like Shawn Michaels and Clown Makeup? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Channeling my inner (laughs) pet Oh, God. I promise we're all a bunch of adults over here. <laughs> well, that depends on how you look at it. That's true. <clears throat> That's true. You know, most people with that kind of mindset are on a pretty particular list now. <laughs> I want to see that list. Watchdog.com, bro. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm sorry, sorry, so you said it's called the Circus Click? The Carnival Click. Carnival Click, with two Ks? Yep. Oh, they're getting close. (laughs) Let's not go there. Let's not go there. They're one very strong letter away. And it's Indiana. That is not 
this is not the show for that. Yeah. No cancellation. Wait, are you talking about, you talking about JFW or are you talking about A or W? Both. Both? There we go. Let's not go there. Let's let's pretend this that conversation didn't happen. We'll fix it in post. No, we won't. No. There's gonna be straight I'm five not. there's gonna be straight five minutes of awkward pedophile and fucking racism jokes that people are gonna have to sit through now. Uh moving along. <laughs> Please do. Please do. For the Indiana State Championship, we have Dave Allen, the champion, defending his championship against Jerk Horse, Sir Flexalot. Big Flexi! <clears throat> Shut the um, fuck up, Pac Man. <laughs> well, he's big and in height, but his. Muscles that he claims to have and tries to flex. Yeah, he got these. Oh, what oh, is pizza pack. Monday at Planet Fitness? My Planet Fitness doesn't do that anymore. I'm mad. I don't know if mine does, actually. I'll have to see. And they have Bagel Tuesday? They don't even do that anymore. But I never participated in Bagel Tuesday, just Pizza Monday. Well, if it was Pizza Bagel Tuesday. Well, shit. <laughs> All right. I'd have to call off work just so I can hang out at Planet Fitness all day. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Mash Brothers will be taking on the program... Accompanied by Willie Richardson, Dick Diamond, and scumbag attorney Eric Schultz. Schultzy poo. Then, for the heavyweight title, James Creed, the champion, takes on number one contender, JPH. Yeah, and then we saw JPH attack uh, Creed right before. Uh... <clears throat> right before SCW's uh, Broad the Brewery started up. He did? Mm-hmm. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. Video is available up on Facebook. Again, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Well, he also attacked them after ARW last month. Well, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I, I think he's getting inside Creed's head a little bit, man. I mean, two different companies, but it's still the same mindset. And let's not forget about the casket match at SCW. Oh, I don't think I ever will. That was probably one of my favorite matches to call, too. That was, that was a lot of fun. It was. It was uh, one of my favorite matches I wrestled. Well, nice. I was out there to play the casket guy. But me and Flattop, we just held the casket in place. We didn't have to do anything. <laughs> just open and close it, bro. That's right. I like oh, easy do. nights. Easy matches like that work for me. But, yeah, that is the card for ARW Danger Zone, 1899 Central Avenue in Lake Station, Indiana. Doors open 6 p.m., bell time 7 p.m. $15 general mission. Tickets can be reserved. 
feel the Facebook page. All you gotta do is message them. So, Nubby, I have a question. Is uh, Lake Station, is that off of I-80? It is. So would that make I-80 the highway to the danger zone? <laughs> How did I not see that one coming? I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Boy, I sure wish you tried. It was a good one. It was a really good one. Sound, sound, very funny. <laughs> I appreciate your sarcastic laughter, Travis. Yeah. <sighs> what else we got to share on the show? Well, we have a number one contender for the pile heavyweight title at Russell Rage. You know yeah. who that is? That we do. It is Kazile. Now, I am not a fan of Kazile. Just because he's mean to me. But he's mean to me. <laughs> but the one thing I am definitely glad about <laughs> he's is my feelings. He likes to fork off a lot. But I am <laughs> at least happy that none of Chris Hedford's guys made it through the tournament. That's true. That's true. That is a silver lining, one hundred percent. I did lose the bet that it would be Hunter Payne, but it happened. Yeah, I think I, I think I predicted Kazile. I think I did. He'll be going up um, either against Moondog Murray and Jimmy or Jimmy Blaze at Wrestle Rage. That's right, because Moondog Murray decided that he will name Jimmy Blaze as number one contender for October. So essentially, Jimmy Blaze didn't need to be in the tournament. So it could be Jimmy Blaze and Kazile at Russell Rage. That's true. But anything can happen between now and then because there is an, uh, a show on the 16th for Pop, but we will get to that next week. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so let's my thing for a minute. I like things. Yeah. I- like things as well. well. I like that. I got because I found. I'm going to be honest with you. I found out about this about a week ago, and my first reaction was, "Well, I got to talk to the guys about this and find out if it's true." And then I thought to myself, "No, I want the immediate reaction to from you guys if this is in fact true." On um, first off, why wasn't I told about this by you guys, but um, I found out last week after a conversation with a uh, a fellow podcaster. You guys might know him. His name is Steve Arendt, and he hosts a uh, a show called The Power Hour. Hmm. That he does with C Red, Rion, Rachel, and Pac Man, and. Uh, Background brought it uh, to our attention that uh, he is co-hosting the Power Hour with Steve. You know, debuted last week as the official new co-host. And I find out 
because we all know Power Hour records Tuesday nights, we record Monday night, you know, no issues, no problems. But then I find out from Steve that they're going to record starting Monday nights next week. And I'm trying to figure out why I was told by Steve and not the new co-host, who is a co-host of JFW. So, Pac-Man, I want to ask you a question. Why didn't you tell me uh, that the Power Hour was moving to Monday night recordings? This is actually the first time I'm genuinely hearing this. I believe it that. didn't even come up. It didn't even come up when we were recording with Billy Wack on uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah. So this was going to be announced tomorrow is- on the Power Hour that they're moving their show to Monday nights at about I think six thirty. So, Pac-Man, you know we record the shows on Mondays. That I do. So I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do about that since I won't be here next Monday. Uh, shit. Right? Yeah. And you, and I, I believe you when you say you had no idea about it. Nubby, did you know about this? I had no idea. Yeah, that, I, that is mind-boggling. Why that's happening? I found Knowing. out. I found that out last Wednesday. That uh, after having a conversation with Steve, that it works out better for everyone on the Power Hour to move the show to Mondays. And I asked him, well, what time do you record? Because Pac-Man's on JFW with us at 6 o'clock. And he says it's probably going to be 6.30, 7 o'clock. I think that's what time they record now anyways or whatever the hell it is. So I asked him, I was like, have you told Pac-Man about this yet? And I never got a response back from that. I really wanted to ask him on the live stream. But I was like, no, I'm going to wait. Because I want to bring this on to the actual JFW show. So, Pac-Man, congratulations on being a new co-host of the Power Hour. I'm not sure where that leaves you uh, here with us, but um, I guess that's the decision you have to make, buddy. This is a big one, for sure. Yeah. We get, yeah, like, an ESPN special for this. <laughs> 30 for 30? There you go. I mean, like I mean... LeBron, it'd be like LeBron James. What do I do? I mean, it really comes down to the concept of do you want to be on a show you debuted on last week or do you want to be on a show that invited you on here months ago? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I don't really have, like, a right now. No, I wouldn't No, I wouldn't make yeah. a decision now either, man. Yeah, I, I got a lot to think about. By the lack of your response, it kind of it comes pretty clear, but... I get it, man. The Power Hour is a fantastic show. Oh, I haven't made a decision yet. No, I get it, man. You haven't. But. So, I just want to know. Yeah. And I hope they can answer this question. I can't expect Pat can answer it because this is news to him. You were asked to be on the Power Hour at IPW. That I was. Now, was the move to Mondays a thing then, or did that just come up? 
And if that is the case, that it just it that it they knew they were going to Mondays when they asked you, I'm gonna just shoot right now and say that is the fucking bullshit, shitty ass move. Considering you are on a podcast <clears throat> with us on Mondays, but I will retract retract my statement if that came about after. But yeah. if it if that was in their mind, that is fucking shitty. I agree, I, 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 and I may <clears throat> lose respect for people. <laughs> like I said, it's 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 unfortunate that you know, like first off, like yeah, it sucked. I found out that, and the thing is, like it's not like they're it's not like starting in October. It's next week, which, I mean, it's cool that Steve mentioned that to me. Um, the fact that he didn't mention it to you, I don't get it. The fact that he didn't think that I would not mention it blows my mind, but, um, yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Um, Pac-Man, like I said, I enjoyed your time here with us, and, uh, you know, I respect your decision on sticking with the, 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 you know, the show that, you know, brought you on a week ago. So. I just have a lot to think about, man. Yeah, I know. I have a lot to think yeah. about. Well, you gotta let me know because I gotta figure out what's going on with next Monday now. Because if you're not gonna be here, I need to, uh, you know, figure out a way to get onto the show while I'm on the road shooting vlogs and shit for October. So. This is a conversation you can have tomorrow if you want, uh, with your Power Hour buddies, or if you feel like messaging Steve today about it. Don't we find an answer, please just let me know. So I can uh, make alternative choices moving forward. Is there anything else we got to talk about? Uh, Pac-Man, you're still on the show right now, man, so you can I, say something. I have, I got nothing. I got nothing. Nobody, anything else? Oh, I mean, do we want to talk about the stuff going on with Punk. We can. Yeah, Punk got... Did Punk really get fired? Yep. Uh-huh. Because, because people were still speculating if that was true or not. Well, I heard that not only was he fired, but Jack Perry was also suspended. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. Well, does anyone know what really happened? As far as I know from what I was following with it, um, you know, Punk was, um, you know, he was confronted backstage by Jack Perry. Perry approached him about whatever was said about, like, Crimea River with the glass. Uh, Punk then, um, well, Perry and Punk got in each other's faces. Punk threw the first punch, choked out, started to choke. Um, Perry then there, the thing is it was like a neutral person non-wrestling person saw Punk lunge at Tony Khan whatever that means and uh, Punk just kept screaming I quit Samoa Joe had to calm him down um, and then I think they were both told to leave the arena after the match um, but that's from what I've seen
Gotcha. Yeah, but there is. The interesting thing is they were recording stuff, so they got footage of whatever it is that happened. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, because, I mean, there there were a lot of speculation, which I don't believe this is true, that, like, as fans were entering the show, they were taking away CM Punk posters and making them either turn their CM Punk shirts inside out or, you know. I read that, too. Yeah, so I'm not sure how real that is, because if you go to AllEliteWrestling.com and go to the shop, CM Punk shit is still on there. And it's not discounted. It's not on clearance. It's not removed. It's all still right here. I mean, I'm pretty sure people will still buy the shit and they, they'll make the money. But I saw somebody, actually two people that were at the show last night said they they did see people or security telling people to turn their shirts inside out. But not to everybody did or they just put them back into normal. And then someone else said that they were taking signs away. This isn't coming from, you know, Twitter people and Dave Meltzer bullshit. These are people that I am close to, and they posted about it because they were there and witnessed it. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Nye, I saw Johnny Nye had posted that uh, somebody he knew had signs taken away. Mm -hmm. That's so fucking weird. It's petty-ass bullshit. Yeah. Well, like, I've, I read, actually, I've seen that before, and when I went to All Out, there were people, and this was the one in 2019, before Punk was even in the company. There was somebody that brought in a CM Punk sign, and, like, we were held up because security at the Sears Center was uh, taking that sign away. So it's not unprecedented. I'm not, I wasn't really surprised to hear that. The whole thing is so stupid, like, okay, peop- there are people sticking up for punk, and you know what, fine. That, but you also, they also don't know what went on. They're taking the one side. I see both sides being talked about, but you have to understand, there are people that know punk personally. They have known him for 20, 30 years. They can tell you that this is the same attitude he's had all his life. So even if he didn't initiate the fight, he still handled it punk style, you know? Phil. Okay. I gotta, I'm going to say Phil because Phil's an asshole. Yep. Punk's, a, Punk's a decent wrestler. Great on the mic. I'm going to try and separate the two. Phil is a piece of shit from what you hear. Maybe Jack Perry's a piece of shit too. I don't know. And maybe he's doing things the wrong way as well. How he, I think... How he handled that situation by saying what he said on the pay-per-view or or on TV, whatever it was. Was it Collision or something? Or uh, Dynamite? He said it at All In. Oh, okay, at All In. So he did that. And I think doing that was stupid. It's just like me, you know, so go, say I had an issue with, um, say I had an issue with Jimmy Blaze and I'm in the middle of my match at Rocket Pro. And I just yell out, fuck you, Jimmy. That, that, to me, that's the same thing as what mm-hmm. Jack Perry did. He did it wrong. Maybe he initiated but Punk has that reputation. He, If you have a reputation, don't you think it's time to set, step back and just swallow your pride for once? Handle it better. 
And what really baffles me is you got veterans like Sting, Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake Roberts. They are with the company, and yet they are allowing this shit to happen too. Granted, maybe they can't say anything, but why bring them in if they have no say? You're allowing the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega make all the decisions. I think that's weird. <clears throat> they should have someone like Sting, Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake, you know, doing more than what they do. They would not be allowing this shit to happen if they were in charge. Right, I agree. I agree. I mean, just having, like, veterans, I think, really, in my view, the big, and I want to like AEW, but the biggest thing that I would let complain about with AEW and just, like, the wrestlers in general, to me, it doesn't seem like the younger talent wants to listen to the veterans who've been doing this for a long time. You know, as far as, like, I mean, you see every single show is a pay-per-view quality match. Has a pay-per-view quality match on it. And we're not talking, like, the pay-per-views. Dynamite, every match has a false finish. Every mm-hmm. match has that dumb spot, and I will, to the day I die, say that the dumbest spot in professional wrestling is when everybody, heel and face, gather all in a huddle, and I get, like, mm-hmm. the idea behind it is safety. But, like... That fucking dive onto everybody outside. It's just, it feels like a, it's not like combat. It's, it's, it's a stunt show. Mm-hmm. And Canadian Destroyer too. Canadian, like that, that thing with Orange Cassidy. Was that Orange Cassidy and, and, and uh, Penta? Was that the match? Where they just yeah. kept doing Canadian Destroyer and McKinney? What sense does that make? You're being, fu- you're being dropped on your fucking head. Fucking sell mm-hmm. it. Don't fucking get back up and just do do that spot again. Just to it's do the spot. finishing Looks maneuver. Cool. The finishing maneuver. And right. you're turning it into a fucking gymnastics bullshit. And that's what kills the business. I don't agree with a lot of shit Vince Russo or Jim Cornette say. Mm, yeah. I think they're both loony. But when it comes to that stuff, they're right. Mm-hmm. I get it. You guys are athletic. You can do all this shit. But that's not wrestling. I think uh, I think Bully Ray tweeted R.I.P. Canadian Destroyer after that spot happened, yeah. I mean, what was it? Even listening to, like, Jake Roberts, um, somebody had asked him about, you know, the young guys and stuff, and they said, he, he said, wrestling's got to have that up and down, up and down, up and down feel to the psychology at different points. Yeah. You know, you could do these moves. How are the crowd, how's the crowd going to get emotionally invested into it when the idea behind professional wrestling is to get that crowd emotionally invested in a good guy wanting to boo the bad guy, getting sympathy on the good guy, and then hoping the good guy wins at the end of the day. If you're doing all that fancy moves, they look nice, and I can't take away from the athleticism of, of, uh, you know, wrestlers Today, and I'm not talking about everybody on the AEW roster. AEW, I mean, it's a little bit for everybody. But, like, you know, when half the roster is doing the same thing and trying to be special, nothing's special. Like, I think the example I tend to like to use when I'm talking with my buddies about it is, like, okay, my favorite match of all time is The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. 
I mean, that was the match where, you know, Taker dives out of the ring. Thought he was going to lose the streak by countout. Again, that was kind of botched, but, you know. Then, like, they told that story of, you know, no matter what um, Undertaker did, Tombstone, Shawn Michaels was not going to give up. Shawn, no matter what Shawn Michaels did, Undertaker wasn't going to give up. Um, no matter how many sweets and musics he hit Undertaker with, he was not going to give up. Yeah. You saw that, you know, the reaction that one kick out and Undertaker had that shocked face. But that was the story they were trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Every fucking match <clears throat> in AEW, not, okay, I shouldn't generalize, but like, a lot of matches in AEW, I think, try to be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. And not every match is going to be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Those guys built the legacy and reputation to have that type of match at WrestleMania. To have that match on TV every fucking week, you know, and the veterans are probably telling them, hey, you know, slow down a little bit or you don't have to do this. Depending on your spot on the card, you don't have to do this much. Telling mm-hmm. tell the new guys to slow down, huh? I'm at that point. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. That's my that's just my view on it. Yeah. It, people do t- they're doing too much and they don't have to. Yeah, they they care more about spots than stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you I you fucking see it in independent wrestling a bunch of times too. People are more worried about getting their shit in than getting people through a match and have, like, you know, different emotions through it, you know? It, it, it's stupid. Like, I don't need to see fucking four fo- uh, frog splashes in a fucking match. Not every match has to have, like, three or four false finishes. No, it, no, it, yeah, it's... <clears throat> it's that was it's the one thing even, like, Jake had said about a finisher isn't a finisher anymore, essentially. If people keep kicking out of it, it just diminishes what a finisher is. It's supposed to finish the match. Yeah, I mean, and he's the best example of it because his DDT, which is now utilized all the fucking time, was at one point a finisher. Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah, it's but yeah. Punk, uh, Punk is uh, as of right now fired. Who so, knows? People think he's gonna go to WWE. I wouldn't surprise me, but and then another thing that people say is. AEW beats him. No, they don't. They no. were doing fine without him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it maybe the only reason it brought people more eyes is because they want to see Punk fail. Or they just want to hear him talk and start drama. Because that's what a lot of fans and even some wrestlers love. They love the bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess on a brighter note, he can now officially retire as the real world champion, so... Go get therapy. That's what he needs. From Dr. Shelby, WWE-sponsored therapy. (laughs) All right, what else happened in the wrestling business, or are we good? Um, Payback happened. Payback did happen. That it did. So did All Out. You guys really want to talk about that? Nah, it happened. (laughs) <laughs> it happened. It happened. Yeah, no good pay per views. What, what, what's the next one? 
Um, I know AEW is doing Wrestle Dream, which is like a tribute show to Inoki. Um, WWE is doing Fastlane next. Fastlane, the one that's in India? Fastlane's the one, I think, oh shoot, where is that one at? They, they, I watched a little bit of it in the hotel. Um, Indianapolis. No, I'm at an yeah, AEW convention yeah. and I'm watching WWE pay-per-views. Yeah, that makes sense. Fast Lane's in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's right. And then Survivor Series in Chicago in the next one. Oh, dang it is. Ooh, I might go to that. Okay, Bill Shelley. I, I was recently um, available for that to go. Is a show that I was booked for is being moved. Oh, you're a book for Survivor Series? No. Oh. Tickets are like Same. crazy expensive. I checked yesterday. Cheapest one is like maybe 168 for, and that's like nosebleeds. That's unsurprising. Uh, for like standalone, I can tell you. Uh, the now it's 213. Well, that's resale. Is that uh, StubHub or Ticketmaster? Ticketmaster. Yeah, I think on uh, StubHub it was like 180 something. Wait till the week of. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <sighs> okay. Well, we unpacked a few things, I think, today. I think I think this show is a good show. We don't have to, you know, drag it out for two hours. Um, make sure you go out to ARW or Rocket Pro Wrestling this weekend, September 9th, uh, either out in uh, Indiana or Joliet. Pac-Man, you got some thinking to do? I do got some thinking and deciding to do. Yeah. I can't and, believe that uh, happened, but I want answers. <laughs> I want to know if, it was, if that was decided before or after. Yeah. Damn it, that is fucked up. <laughs> oh, God. Make sure you do listen to the Just Week of Wrestling JFW podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Podbean. <laughs> Just by searching JFW or Just Figure Wrestling. Um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are on YouTube uh, whenever we do post videos, which we haven't in a while. Maybe we'll get back and do it at one point. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, that's oh, all I can oh, oh, I'm not oh. wrestling related. It's just, it's just like uh, the live stream. It's never fucking ending. Um, shout out. We have so many false finishes. <laughs> Quick, kick it out, bro. <laughs> Special shout out to for the fourth mother box's Tom Oakley as he gave birth to Kyle Constantino's child. Wait, he gave birth, or was it Kyle? Either way, they're they're both uh, they're so lovely couple are a parents to a a beautiful child. And wish them happiness. But Tom was the one that gave birth. Now I'm starting to wonder who gave birth. Did you? There could have been Brad. Could have been Brad from Jedi. Thought. Oh, hell's bells! Shots fired. (laughs) No, but seriously, congratulations, Tom. You're gonna be a good father. Work to get my brother. That's all I got. I believe we can. Ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis C. I am Nubby the Amazing Turtle. Albunga. And I am PX, Pac-Man the Podcast, Papa. 
Shut up, wrestling fan one. Pac-Man, do you, do you know what a rib is? Uh, no. Nobby, do you know what a rib is? Oh, I know what a rib is. And it's not um what you have in your body either. Or what you eat. Oh, a rib, a rib. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's a rib, Pac-Man? It is a practical joke or a prank. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. <laughs>